Hello, and welcome back to Couple Goes with S&M. Hello. Sean is sick. It's my turn to be sick this week. Sean is sick and injured, so he's a gem. Yeah, I've got a, my right foot is really swollen. He it's busted huge. his foot. It's huge. It's huge. Huge. So I'm going to be sucking on cough drops. Yeah. Making all kinds of bodily noises, just FYI. Sorry. Sorry in advance. He's sick. I'm not sick. I'm <laughs> healthy. For once, Maggie's healthy. Yeah. I'm healthy as a horse. I got like allergies. So I'm like, but like, I'm always sniffling. So it's fine. No. So what's up? Uh, Chicken butt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, you're not very good at talking. I had a I fever twice this week. I've never had two fevers in a week. Been a not good week for me. Yeah, it's not. I've literally never had that happen where I've gotten a fever. Like, if I get a fever, I normally don't have a fever for like at least another year. Old age. I had two fevers in a week. And fevers, I don't know how most people react to fevers, but I, I would rather die than have a fever. It makes my whole body ache. My whole body's burning hot, yet I'm freezing to death. Yeah. And I just want to die. I know. I tried to get the kids to do that. Told them it he was literally is like, that's your responsibility as the oldest. And then he's like, that's your responsibility as the youngest. Like yeah, he whoever, tries to put it off on whoever he's sitting Whoever's by. up for it. I won't be mad. So, um, no, I don't have a new story. I assume you don't because you can't really speak all that well. I can speak. It's not like that one week where you had laryngitis. <laughs> We're all like, hey, this is, what is that? You did a story about Freddy Krueger. What are you doing? <laughs> you know what, though? I leaned into the mic and you can hear me on the podcast. Yeah, I couldn't hear you across from you on the couch, though. Should have had earbuds in and plugged it on into the output and you would have been able to hear me. Oh. Yeah, there was a workaround. You just didn't do it. So, yeah. I uh, I don't have a news story this week. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there is one. I just didn't bother. And then I uh, I don't really. Do you want to do housekeeping? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So we're on the internet at different places. Mm-hmm. And you can find us there. If you go to our website, couplegoalspodcast.com, you can click on support if you want to support. As little as a dollar a month, as Sean likes to say. But you don't get shit for that other than a good feeling of supporting us. At $5 a month, you actually get extra content and I'll send you a magnet. You want a magnet? I'll send you a magnet. Hey, you didn't take a magnet to Christian. I didn't know that was part of the deal. Give me a magnet. It's not really part of the deal. I just Give me have, some magnets. I just have magnets. So Christian will get you a magnet. Yeah, we'll get you a magnet. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that's it's not really part of the deal, but special deal. I got some magnets. You want one? <laughs> you want one? I'll give you one. Everybody wants a couple goals magnet. You want you want cover art? That'll... Oh, I kind of have some news. There's a lot of been a lot of news this week about Star Wars. Oh, we're not Star, doing news stories. Star this Wars week. celebration <clears throat> took place in Chicago. There's also news stories about how Sean so, likes to hit his mic they, stand. Uh, <laughs> they showed the uh, teaser trailer for Episode Nine and announced the title. Yeah, they did. And uh, uh, as a friend of the show, Matt Hinton, pointed out. You don't have to name drop his last name. Sorry, sorry, (laughs) Matt H. (laughs) 
Uh, Manhattan who lives at <laughs> and can be reached at like Jesus Christ. But he said he's, he said this wasn't the this was the first time he wasn't excited for a Star Wars trailer. And I felt exactly the same way. I, I, I when I first saw that the, the, the teaser was out, I literally like hunched. I was like, oh, I shrugged. I was like, oh, no. What is this going to be? And it is. It's bad. It looks bad. It's a, it's so stupid looking from the get go. They show Ray standing in the desert. Did you you watched it right? Did I show it to you or no? I can't remember. Yeah. You didn't see it, did you? I thought I showed it to you. I must have showed the kids. I saw it. Did you or not? I can't tell if you're messing with me. I can't tell if you're going to make me watch it right now. If I don't say, <laughs> I'm not going to make you watch it right now. Oh, then no, I haven't seen it. Really? Yeah. Well, it's really stupid. She's standing in the desert. She's oh, gonna... I saw the beginning. Yeah, you you put it on while I was here. And I put my earbuds in and turned my back so I could get back to work. And uh, Kylo Ren, uh, TIE fighter, whatever it's called, is, is TIE interceptor or whatever, is, is bearing down on her. And for whatever reason, he's not shooting at her. You oh know, my like God, would, this is making me go to sleep. I just started yawning in your recap. He's not shooting at her for some reason, which is immediately I'm angry because that's just dumb. And then, so this is what she does. She starts running away and then... You know how when you want to build up momentum to do like a flip, what you do is run in the opposite direction of the flip, right? That's what she does. She runs away and then she does a backflip over the, and I'm immediately like, this is so idiotic. I'm angry as hell. She <laughs> runs forward and then does a backflip. I'm hundred percent sure that that's wrong. I've watched <laughs> enough fail videos <laughs> right. to know that that. So immediately I'm like, this is so stupid. They're trying, oh, they're trying so hard. If they were trying so hard, they would be succeeding. No, they're they're. I don't know what they're 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 trying to make her to be this ultimate badass, and the the first thing they do is have her do a backflip while she's running forward, which okay, fine. She's using the force, I guess. It looks really stupid to me though. Uh, then they they show uh, Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian piloting oh, yeah, no, the Falcon. I, I did see part of it because I looked back over my shoulder and I saw Billy D. Williams, and I was like, oh, is he still alive? And then the worst part is they're they're bringing Emperor Palpatine back for some reason. And Why? Then I saw, and then I saw Carrie Fisher, and I was yeah, like, this "They're is using weird. footage of her from like that they cut from Last Jedi, I guess." Oh, because I was like, "That's that's weird." <laughs> I was like, "I'm 100 percent sure she's not alive." And Mark Hamill slash Luke Skywalker is doing all this voiceover, and one of the things he says, and it's really stupid, is, "No one's ever really gone." Like, well, it seems like Han Solo's gone and Carrie Fisher's really gone. But the Emperor Palpatine is back. That's that's who you bring back. Like, how stupid is this? <laughs> no one's ever really gone when it comes to retcon. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's so stupid. It, like, why are you bringing Palpatine back? It, it seems like such a desperate move to try to get the older audience back into it. Like no one's ever really gone. Uh, <laughs> then they bring back Jar Jar Binks. Right. <laughs> They're like, Misa coming back. <laughs> yeah. it, it's so stupid. And I'll be. Oh, and then the title, The Rise of Skywalker. It's like. So this is the last movie in the Skywalker saga, and they're entitling it The Rise of Skywalker. I would think they would have called that. the What was the what was the second one? Which one? Attack of the Clones. Oh, no, I'm sorry. What was the. What was the fifth one? <laughs> the fifth movie, Empire Strikes Back. 
Yeah, that should have been the Rise of Skywalker, right? Or even the prequels where the Anakin Skywalker no, was rising. And then you have Luke Skywalker rising. And then you have this series where Skywalker is dead. <laughs> and it's called The Rise of Skywalker. What? It's like, in no, the everybody, fuck? the only Skywalker anyone liked was Luke. And I guess Leia, but she yeah, was. She I love was, Leia. Yeah, but she's like. Not really a Skywalker, right? She was like given up for adoption or whatever. No, but they're gone. twins. They're both Skywalkers. Yeah, but what they was have she? that lineage. What was she? What, what was she like? Who was she? Was she like shipped off? What, what happened with her? Yeah, she got adopted by Jimmy Smith. Oh yeah, uh, why did Sam just hop out of here like a gazelle? <laughs> oh, so, he's playing. Oh, yeah. now's a good time to play. The Rise of Skywalker, though, is what you entitle the last movie in the Skywalker saga. We've already seen two different Skywalkers rise. What is he doing? Our dogs have decided that right now is a good time to play. Oh, they're going to start fighting now. God damn it. Now it's going to be all growls and Somebody come lay down. Sam's like, I did it. I distracted Crowley. But in good good Star Wars news, they did announce uh, the release date for the new video game, which is made by Respawn, which is a good developer. They made the Titanfall games, and it comes out in November. I'm very excited about that. It's called uh, something like uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Takes place after Order 66. I'll be picking that up. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Does that music in it? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I want to do my topic first. Okay. My topic's long, so. Now, the re- my topic's not good because I... This I'm is going to be a lot of reading, yeah, from, from Wikipedia and stuff because I just... Well. See, what happened was, (laughs) what what happened was, Sean was sick at the beginning of the week, and then, oh, also, friend of the show, Steve, has been in town, as you guys know from last week's episode, where I got drunk with friend of the show, Steve's family show, (laughs) so, uh, (coughs) excuse me, but he was in town, so Sean was like, oh, it's fine, I'm just gonna hang out with him, and then he woke up sick on, like, Monday, Tuesday, I got sick Monday afternoon is when I started getting like a sore throat. And then Tuesday is when I I think it was maybe like. You couldn't sleep Monday night. That's when I started getting feverish. (coughs) You don't cough. I cough. Why are you coughing? So then he got, he couldn't sleep. So then he was sick Tuesday. And then he was like, okay, Wednesday. I I took a, I just drugged myself up a lot. Right. He drugged himself up enough for work. And then Thursday. He fucking got hurt. Yeah, injured my foot at work. I like fell and twisted it and got a mid foot sprain. It's all fucked oh, up. Oh, it's it real just bad. And then it's all swollen up. It looks like a <laughs> looks like a football. <laughs> and then he got sick again. Yeah, and then yesterday, Saturday, so he limped around on Friday. He was able to get medication. I had, I, I had a cane on Friday. I'm thinking he, about using a cane. Yeah, he has general. a cane. Yeah. And then Saturday, he woke up sick as a dog. <laughs> But you gotta stop coughing, right? I I have the cough. You not you not cough. I cough. <laughs> it's the side of the couch you put me on. Because <laughs> you're on the other side. I think so. Well, anyway, so Friday I went and saw Hellboy with Steve, and so I have to address the fact that Hellboy, this new version of Hellboy, is getting terrible reviews. Apparently on Rotten Tomatoes, it's at like a fifteen percent. And so going into this, I was like, this is either going to be a terrible movie or it's going to be like Venom where it's like, no, this is decent. Venom. And it turns out it's actually way better than Venom. 
it's a really good movie. It's just a really good movie. And I'm super angry that it's getting ripped to shreds and it's bombing at the box office. And I don't understand superhero why. Superhero fatigue, question mark? He's not even a superhero. He's a comic book character. He's not a su- He's never been a superhero. He's he's half demon. He's not. It's just. My kind of superhero. I, these critics blow me away, though. They can give Aquaman is is a fresh has a fresh score of 65 percent. A movie I literally can't even get through. That is a joke. That's got to be a joke, right? And the meanwhile, Venom joke. was at 29 percent. And then this movie is at 15%, which is one of the lowest rated movies I've seen that I've actually enjoyed. And it just blows my mind. Cause I, and so, like I said, I had prepared myself to see a really shitty movie. And I'm sitting there with Steve. And I'm a huge Hellboy fan, so I got to say that because that does affect how I perceive things. But typically the way it affects it is I grade things a little bit harder when I'm a fan of those things. I, ex- I have certain expectations for them to hit, right? Well, you'd think. And so I go into Hellboy expecting a train wreck of a movie. It's 15%. This is going to be awful. This is going to be some Uwe Boll House of the Dead type shit, right? I don't get that reference, but okay. <laughs> if you saw that movie or any part of that movie, I've seen part of it. I couldn't watch it. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So I thought it was going to be like that. It's a really good movie. And I shouldn't have been surprised. It's Neil Marshall directed it. He directed Dog Soldiers and The Descent, both of which are good horror movies. He directed some episodes of Game of Thrones. Like maybe, oh, Game of Thrones comes back tonight, you guys. Yeah. By the time you hear this, it'll already be back. What were you going to say, though? You're going to say. I was going to say that your references are getting out of control. You're becoming like some kind of weird elitist. I'm just a nerd. I Hipster bullshit. It's not hipster bull. I, I don't understand. I, hipster conversation we got to have because I still don't know what a hipster is. Because I, when I see a hipster, I recognize them. But I'm like, how can you be a hipster if you look like everybody else? Like, Is that really a hipster? No, I think you're a hipster. I'm a hipster, but I, I wear stuff. I've been wearing the same clothes for like 25 years. I feel like you're supposed to be on top of trends okay, and stuff, Okay, so then right? maybe you're just an elitist. I don't think I'm an elitist. I think so. Why can't I just like what I like? Why do I have to have some title ascribed to me? Like, why can't I just enjoy oh, the things I enjoy? Oh, you're still on that. Damn the man, save the empire. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're an elitist. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, you don't like being called an elitist, do you? Well, that's because I'm not. <laughs> Neither am I. I just like what I like. It's not my fault that what I like is better than what most people like. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Let me grab your chest when you laugh. Like... Like, you're just uh, so funny, you're going to give yourself a heart attack. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I'm trying not to cough. Uh, anyway, people have seen Dog Soldiers and The Descent. Well, people. People who like people horror movies. People we know. People who like horror movies have seen those. Uh, anyway, uh, the, the, new, the new actor that plays Hellboy, David Harbour, who you might know from Stranger Things, he plays, what is he, a sheriff or yeah. something? Yeah. Uh, he does a fantastic job. I love that you're like... What is he? <laughs> well, I don't know his name in the show. Oh, I don't know his he's name like in the show. Deputy or sheriff, somebody. I don't know. But he's, he's, you know, he's the sheriff. He's like, dude. he's the guy who Eleven lives with. Right? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, the adoptive father to Eleven. He's a, he does a great Hellboy. They pulled so much stuff from the comics, which is great because even if you liked the the original Hellboy movies, they're not exactly really good comic book adaptations because they pull elements from the comics and then they do their own thing, which is all fine and good. This movie really pulls 
so much from the comic books. It's fantastic. Yeah, if you like comic books. No, if you just like the source material. And what's cool about the Hellboy Which source is material. A comic book. Yes, but the source material is so uh it's so based in like HP Lovecraft and just old uh almost like old fairy tales and mythologies and stuff. It pulls from all these fantasy elements. And you didn't really get a sense of that in the in the first two movies, but in this movie you really get a sense of that. You get a sense of that when when uh when his like adoptive father dies and they have like all have those black umbrellas, you kind of get a sense of that mood. Hmm. Okay. I only remember that because you just put it on and then promptly went to sleep. I've been sick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And apparently you can only possibly sleep when you have something on that yes. you have no intention of watching, <laughs> but you definitely want it on. No, I have every though. intention of watching it, but I, I need something on that I'm familiar with. Please stop being distracted by the dog. Who cares what he's doing right now? Because he's digging through the trash. He can't get to the trash, so he's just sniffing. I can't stop staring at the dog who's standing on two legs. Eyes over here. So anyway, I just wanted to briefly talk about the creator of Hellboy, Mike Mignola. All right, what is the dog doing? <laughs> now there's oh. noises coming from the kitchen. And now he's a longer... Go investigate in, that. Oh, I will keep talking. Now. Do you hear this, people? Go and fix this. All right, well, tell me I have a bad foot. Go and fix this. What have you... I need to know Come what you... On. No, fix whatever he's doing. He's not doing anything. I heard him pull on something. Oh. Like, he, he clearly was pulling... There's a trash bag hanging out of there. No, he wishes. This is our most professional episode yet of the podcast. I can't believe he, pick, he let you pick him up without growling at you. <laughs> you just snatched him up. He's like, yeah, that's fine. All I've, right. I've been behaving poorly. All right. So I was going to talk about creator of Hellboy, Mike Mignola. Uh, he. This was a comic that came out. <laughs> There's so much activity in our house right now and I don't understand it. It's because we are recording later than usual again. But we gave everybody fair warning. They should know full well what is going on. Normally we record about like three hours ago, but because of Sean's injury, he recorded his other podcast today, which is normally recorded days ago. Yeah. So the whole the whole Everything's week all is up. all it's all jacked up. Well, first of all, I just want, I just want to talk about what when Hellboy came out. It came out in like 1994 is when our, I first remember seeing the comic book. And at first I didn't really, I, I wasn't real big into, into independent comic books, which is what Hellboy is. He's, he's creator owned comic book character. Again, Mike Mignola is, is the uh, creator of Hellboy. He wrote and drew the character. And when I first saw Hellboy, I, my first thought was, why does he have goggles on his head? Was my first thought. But those aren't goggles. They're his horns. He shaves down his yeah. horns and all that stuff. And I, but and then you know it was, slow, it was it was very weird. It was very different from the superhero stuff I was into because he's not a superhero at all. He's actually the son of a witch and a demon. You're not listening. He's, he's the son me of a nuts. witch is a demon and a demon, which Just, I already knew. Please, please look at over here. Just stay you're sitting on the wrong side of the couch. It's not the way I look. <laughs> you have to look over here. Sean has insisted or, we switch sides because he wants the chaise side of the couch because of his foot. I keep my foot elevated. So anyway, I don't know how to perform on this side of the couch. <laughs> it's it's like when I'm you doing sleep, just fine over when here. When you sleep on the wrong side of the bed, it's like, <laughs> it's, what do you do? You should be able to adapt. I do wish these dogs, however, it's like a fucking Stephen King novel. Like just lay down. Like they're all just staring and being weird. Speaking Stop of a Stephen King novel, lay down. Like 
we had an incident yesterday when we were driving. What were we driving to go do? It doesn't matter what we were driving to go do. We were going somewhere. Was it yesterday? I don't remember. I I went driving somewhere by myself. Oh, no. It was the day when I was going to go drop you off. Wasn't it? Oh, that anyway, guy in the road. So, oh, I was going. We were going somewhere. Oh, I had to go drop Sean off somewhere because he couldn't drive because of his foot. And there was like this guy just standing in the middle of the road. And as I drove past him, he just turned and followed my car. And stared. And stared. While he's still standing in the middle of the road. While standing in the middle of the like, road. Like and we I, had interrupted whatever he was like doing. Like we had interrupted his road standing. Yeah. And I I was like, okay, well, this is from a Stephen King novel. Like, here we go. <laughs> like, it's not going to end well for any of us. But I guess here we all are. So we're, it's fine. All right. Uh, so back to creator of Hellboy, Mike Mignola. Uh, he started off as a, uh, a penciler and inker in comic books, working for Marvel and DC on various comic books like Daredevil, Incredible Hulk, and the Rocket Raccoon limited series. Um, he, uh, prior to 1994, it was all work for hire type illustration. And he decided that he wanted to create a character and you know maintain the rights to it, but also he didn't want to create a character that had to fit into an existing world already. So that's kind of how he came up with Hellboy. Uh, so the first thing that he wrote or the first thing that, that was released and th these all came out through uh, Dark Horse Comics uh, the first story was called Seed of Destruction and he wrote the story himself but it was uh, scripted by John Byrne very famous uh, comic book writer and uh, and then the next story was called The Wolves of St. August again, completely written and drawn by Mike Mignola and since then all Hellboy stories have been written by Mike Mignola with with the exception of They That Go Down to the Sea in Ships, which was co-written by uh, Joshua Dysart. Okay. <clears throat> what? <laughs> I just think it's cool that he writes all the Hellboy stories. Like, he won't let that... He's still writing. And it's it's not doesn't have the same release schedule as your typical monthly comic. Like, he'll do, like, a series, like, four or five issues, and then it might be a few months before you have another Hellboy story. He just kind of publishes he writes stuff when he when he's inspired or when he wants to and stuff like that so it's pretty cool it's quality over quantity it is that's good but yeah it's the the thing that gets me with hellboy is that it's it's the world building again it it draws from lovecraft with the lovecraftian type monsters mm -hmm. uh you get your historical fantasy type stuff but he, and then he mixes it with actual history like bringing like in Rasputin. the Nazis and stuff like that yeah he mixes Rasputin with Nazi Germany and it's it's a really cool way to establish the the world that Hellboy exists in and basically all this is just a plea for people to please go see Hellboy that's all oh. I wanted to do this week is please go see Hellboy if you're on the fence about it go see it if you don't want to see it Go see it. If you don't like movies, please go see Hellboy. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to. So I'm not going to go. But You're going to go with me this week. No, I got I'm tickets not. for us yesterday and I ended up getting them refunded because I was too sick to go anywhere. Uh, but I, I really want to see it again. No. I, I liked it a lot. I don't think it's the greatest movie ever made or anything, but it's an excellent Hellboy movie. I think overall it's just it's an action packed, enjoyable movie with with good performances, a lot of action. It's gory. Uh which I thought they were some of the reviewers are talking about it's over the top gore. The gore is not over the top at all. The the gore is is uh I don't know, it's kind of fun. It's just it's a fun gory movie, kind of like Evil Dead style 
where the, I don't know, it's, it's enjoyable. It's, it's not anything that, that's like super gross or anything. Um, it's not like hostile. It's not like torture porn kind of gore. I don't really um, like The other complaint was, uh, you know, dropping F-bombs all the time. That is not the case. They Yes, they do say the F-word I here and there. I hate movies that do that. Yeah, and that's, reason. I don't feel like that's, it's not overused in this movie. It's not one of those things. It's not like Deadpool 2 with that kid who's just saying fuck every 10 seconds. It, it's, the script is way better written than that. I don't know what the critics deal is with this movie. If they're just that angry that Guillermo del Toro isn't writing it or involved in it. He's busy making that movie about the fish sex, right? Like, yeah. Isn't that what his thing is? That's, That's why his thing is always, he cast, was in the... Yeah, he cast Doug Jones, who is in all his movies, to play somebody who is who's either fish related or is covered in eyes, except for in the place where eyes should be. And that's like his character design. It's Guillermo del Toro. There is yeah. better character design in this new Hellboy movie. It's it's really, really fucking good. Please yeah, go likes, see it. He, from my understanding is that Guillermo del Toro is obsessed with like fish sex. <laughs> is that what it that's is? like that, that shape of water or whatever it was. Yeah. He won but then, the best but then also like the Abe Sapien. Was well, that's from, but Abe Sapien exists in the Hellboy but universe. But he's a, he's a fish. Yeah. Yeah. He gets a girlfriend. And again, Doug Jones played Abe Sapien. Doug Jones, Doug Jones plays all. Toro. Maybe that started his fish sex obsession. He was like, <laughs> Doug Jones, fish sex. He, well, he's always like weird stuff. I mean, going back to like Devil's Backbone. I don't know if you remember that movie. Oh, you know me. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway. Uh, you and your IMDb obsession. You're like, I like you Google, movies. You're like obscure, weird ass movies to reference in conversations. That's you. <sighs> anyway, he, uh, okay, Portland, going back to Mimic. You remember the movie Mimic? Guillermo del Toro did that. No, oh. I don't remember Mimic. <laughs> okay, Blade 2. Oh, yeah, I know Blade 2. Okay, so, all right, there's a little bit of something there. Yeah, I mean, he's been around a while doing his thing but the oh what it is not noon no that's not actual, saturday oh maybe there's an actual tornado there's an actual tornado warning <laughs> shit shit <laughs> oh my God. sorry guys angry. if you hear this tornado tornado warning, warning. I mean, it's a normally <laughs> they only happen saturdays at noon but we must have an actual tornado warning going on right now let me check the weather right quick all right again this is I, i'm just passionately imploring people to please go see this Hellboy movie. It is bombing big time at the box office. I'm guessing in large part because of the uh, reviews it's getting. And these are undeserved reviews. And oh, if you do yeah. go see Hellboy, let let me know what you think. Because uh, obviously you can still not like the movie. I just don't think it's it's a 15% movie. <sighs> but it, what are you looking at? Yeah, we have a tornado warning. Alright, well, let's let's do your thing before we duck and cover we got a podcast to do. Tornadoes be damned. Let's get this it's done. Just take shelter in place. Don't go outside. It's not a big deal. I mean, if we die, we die. Yeah. If we die, we die. Do what we love. I hope they can recover this and post it for you guys. <laughs> right. This is our last recording. And I hope all of you who aren't patrons feel terribly guilty <laughs> for not fucking Jesus Christ. supporting us as we do this <laughs> while we are having a horrible warning. <laughs> all right. Just do your thing. Um, all right, so it's my turn. As some of you might remember, I accidentally got drunk last weekend. Jesus Man, Christ. that's really intrusive. 
that's so I'm so sorry about this warning, but uh, I'm so sorry about the fact that we have a tornado warning and we might die. <laughs> um, but seven people have died in the tornadoes through the south. I just saw when I looked up our warning. Yeah, but people in the South are dumb, though. They go out with the American flags and hurricanes and play Slayer while they have the flag out there. I don't think it's American there. flags that they're showing. <laughs> no, I saw Not a guy. In the South. You have, have you seen that video? That guy in, in one no. of the major hurricanes? He's out there. He just has board shorts on. No, I don't. He's know got long hair. About. He's got an American flag. Wow, this must be like a serious warning. It won't stop. And he's playing Slayer. They're playing Slayer, and he's in the hurricane. Do- uh, head banging. Oh, hail one inch. Shit. This siren will not stop. Yeah, this is some really inconvenient like, timing, tornado. Take cover now, it says. Oh, is, do we currently have a, like, is tornado happening somewhere? That's probably why there's a siren. I 12 don't inch, 12 miles I don't north. know, but I can't imagine these, the listeners care. So we should probably just do our topic. Yeah, there is a tornado. Sorry, listener. I don't care yeah. about the tornado. Let's move on. Yeah, there's there's actively a tornado. All right. Well, I mean, we topic? haven't died yet, so we're not gonna die. We're gonna be fine. Oh, it's 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 dying down now, so <laughs> we can we can talk. So as I mentioned, I accidentally got drunk last weekend, and I had intended to do this really great topic of Andrew Kananen, who is the spree killer who killed his spree ended with Gianni Versace or Johnny Versace. Yeah. Giovanni shortened to Johnny. Yeah. Versace. And I got drunk and forgot to do the real research part. Yeah, you did. So I ended up just retelling you. <laughs> this is why the animals are acting weird. Something's wrong. <sighs> so in the weather. So um Anyway, so I ended up just kind of doing a drunken retelling of the Ryan, whatever his face is, Murphy, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know that guy. The American crime story version of the assassination of Johnny Versace. Well, this week I actually did research and I'm telling you the true crime version, the fact based, not... Not not lies and and uh, made for TV. So here we go. So the youngest of four children, Andrew Philip Kunanen, he was born on August 31st, 1969 in California to Modesto Pete Kunanen, who is a Filipino American and Mary Ann Shalasi, who is an Italian American. Modesto was serving in the U.S. Navy in the Vietnam War at the time of his son's birth. And after leaving the Navy, Navy, what is wrong with me? I am sober. Where he had served as a career officer, he worked as a stockbroker. In 1981, Kunanen's father enrolled him in the independent day school, the Bishop's School, in affluent La Jolla, uh, which is, which is um, in San Diego. And his son went on to be lifelong best friend, Elizabeth Coat, which she's actually in the show, if you watched that at all. But at school, Kunanen was remembered as being very bright and talkative with an IQ of 142 to 147. That's kind of disputed. Okay. But point is, genius IQ levels. Okay. As a teenager, he developed a reputation as a prolific liar given to telling fantastic tales about his family and personal life. 
And he was also adept to changing his appearance according to what he felt most attractive at any given moment. I feel like that's what your people are supposed to do. Like <laughs> women do that all the time. I was going to say, isn't that just following trends? Right. So in high school, he was voted least likely to be forgotten. And he took that crazy bare chested photo for his yearbook. I mentioned it yeah. last week. So he took that and that's when he got voted least likely to be forgotten. And then his yearbook quote was après moi, après moi le deluge, which translates into after me comes disaster. And it's a quote from Louis the 15th in 1757, meaning like after he died, meaning Louis 15th said after he died, things would suck. Yeah. But seeing as how like Cunanan fucked everything up. What are you looking at like that? My microphone. I was just looking at the light. Oh, okay. Distracting, isn't it? Well, not mainly because I thought something was wrong. <laughs> but since Kunan fucked everything up, like it seems kind of dark, right? Yeah. Like, I'm going to start saying that. Ah, pre-moi de le, le deluge. I, I don't recommend know how to speak. you start saying that. I also don't know how to speak French. <laughs> In 1988, when Andrew was... 19, Modesto deserted his family and moved to the Philippines to evade arrest for embezzlement. You covered all this. Yeah, this is all facts. Okay, then why are you, like, if, if you got stuff correct, who cares? In that same year, Kunanen, who identified as gay in high school and then had liaisons with wealthy older men, you know, at 19, began frequently frequenting local gay clubs and restaurants and told his mother, Marianne, that he was gay. During an argument at this time, Kunanen threw his mother against a wall, dislocating her shoulder. Damn. And later examination from the reports of his behavior indicate that he was suffering from anti antisocial personality disorder, hmm. which is characterized by a lack of remorse and empathy. After dropping out of college in 1989, he settled in San Francisco and he moved in with Elizabeth Cote and her boyfriend, Phil Merrill. And the TV show said that he she was married at this time, but she was not. So, oh. fuck you, okay. Ryan Murphy. That's not true. On the surface, he was highly intelligent and he, he uh, reveled in his life as an attractive gay male. But by the time he was 21, he spoke at least seven languages. Wow. Yeah, he was super, super smart. And he had he was becoming well acquainted with the finer things in life. So Town and Country, which is not the magazine that I would have expected to find so much information. Is that like the thing they send out with coupons in it? Am I thinking of something else? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's, a, it's a magazine. It's kind of nasty. Oh. Magazine. But it's, um, no. That's not, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I think I'm thinking of the Golden Clipper, I think. Sorry. <laughs> same thing, right? The Gold Clipper? Yeah. No, that's not, that's not the same thing. So they reported that in San Francisco, Kunanen, who was using aliases Andrew De Silva, De Silva Lieutenant Commander Andy Cummings, yeah. Drew Cunningham, right? <laughs> Drew Cunningham and Kurt Matthew Damaris, he became a fixture in the night the nightlife of the Castro district. Why is everything so loud? What is happening? Sorry. 
So anyway, he becomes a night, uh, fixture in the nightlife of the Castro District, which is apparently a gay neighborhood in San Francisco. Okay. And he took an interest in creating violent pornography. Hey, there's a system of a down song called Violent Pornography. It's very catchy. Yep, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> so he was also socializing in the Hillcrest and La Jolla neighborhoods of San Diego, as well as Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. So once you get in with wealthy folks, they'll help you travel. <laughs> and he was apparently living off of one wealthy patron to another. Yeah. So, you know. I'm sugar daddies. He was also supporting himself by dealing drugs. So Quinonan first met, Gian met Johnny Versace, whom he would eventually kill, in 1990 in San Francisco. So this part is was from the show, right? Yeah. So he meets him at the opera, or he meets him, and then he tells, you know, he, he takes him to the opera, um, Capriccio. And Versace's family has always denied that the two have ever met. No. Like, says that didn't even happen. Hmm. In 1996, so we're fast forwarding, there's like six years of him just sleeping around with wealthy older gents. Gross. Well, what are you going to do? So in 1996. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's not what you're going to do. <laughs> you said, what are you going to do? Well, I'm not doing that. Kunanen and Norman Blatchford break up. So I'm kind of skipping over the part where he witnesses his. His uh, sugar daddy get shot. Or get beat in the Did head. That actually happened. That actually happened. But okay. I'm skipping over it because it was fact-based. Okay. Um, they break up. Blatchford was a wealthy older man who had been hosting and financially supporting him. And now that he's on his own, Kunanen maxed out his credit cards. And at this time, this is where it gets real interesting. This okay. is all facts. Kunanen's friend, Jeff Trail, had told his former roommate, Jeff Terrell's former roommate, Michael Williams, that Kunanen had resumed his prior prior profession profession of selling drugs. Kunanen was also now consuming them, especially methamphetamines. In late April of 97, Kunanen... high on your own supply. That's one of the rules of drug dealing. I don't know. I, I would assume the first rule of drug dealing is don't deal drugs. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right i guess style. in late april of 97 kunanen told his friends he was he was leaving san diego beginning with a trip to minnesota to visit david madsen 33 and he was an up-and-coming architect and kunanen's former lover and he was going to also visit his, their mutual friend jeff trail 28 who was a former U.S. Navy officer and was now working as a district manager for a propane delivery company. They had both distanced themselves from Kunanen in recent months. Okay. So Jeff had mentioned to his friends that he was expecting Kunanen to move to Fran San Francisco after he left Minneapolis. So a week before Kunanen had killed Jeff, Jeff told his old roommate, Williams, who we just mentioned, that he had, quote, had a huge falling out with Kunanen and, quote, I made a lot of enemies this weekend and I've got to get out of here before they kill me. Wow. Yeah. It's still not entirely clear what triggered Kunanen's two week long cross country killing spree, but 
His friends have suggested that Kunanen had been dumped by an older boyfriend, leaving him without money. And because Kunanen was known as for being very pretentious and a big spender and an even bigger talker without a rich older boyfriend, that made it a little bit difficult, yeah. right? Because you got you don't have money. Right. Others thought that he might be HIV positive. And upon receiving that news, he became obsessively jealous and upset and he was going to go take revenge on his lovers, which mm. brought him to Jeff Trail. But the, that's just speculation because, number one, everyone's dead. Number two, there's no indication that Jeff and Kunanen ever actually had sex. Yeah. But again, you don't know everything about everyone. Yeah. And number three, the reports after Kunanen had died, he yeah. was not HIV positive. Wow. So, on April 24th, Kunanen and four friends attending a go attended a going away party at Hillcrest, California Cuisine, and Kunanen didn't pay, which was a very rare, rare thing. Yeah. That's why it was noted by his friends. On April 25th, the next day, he arrived in the Twin Cities on a one-way ticket. Hmm. In fact, that's a one-way ticket. Again, alarming. <laughs> So David picks him up. That's the ex-lover. And uh, they went out to dinner with David's friends. So according to the friends who are at dinner, they they spoke to Vanity Fair after all of this happened. He said that David was very uneasy during the meal. And the next day, Saturday, Kunanen apparently stayed at Jeff's apartment without Jeff, who had gone away for the weekend, but left a key for Kunanen under the doormat. On Sunday, Kunanen presumably returned to David's apartment, left a message for Jeff at 8 p.m. stating he would like to see him. Okay. At 940, <laughs> this is, Why'd this you, is, you wait. Look, you look at me like I'm supposed to take something away from that. This is the dun dun dun. Oh, You're supposed okay. to like, be like, oh no, what happens <laughs> next? You don't seem to care. <laughs> At 9.45 on Sunday, Jeff entered David's apartment. According to Vanity Fair, a neighbor heard someone yell, get the fuck out. Then sounds of someone striking a wall and sounds of running water. Hmm. Like in that order. David's. No, I'm sorry. Jeff's head, face and upper torso sustained 27 blows from a claw hammer and his watch stopped Oof. at nine at 955. Damn. On Tuesday, April 29th, two of David's colleagues went to his apartment after he failed to show up for work for two days in a row with not calling off. They heard noises in the apartment. One colleague said she thought she heard people whispering. And they called the police who said that they would have to break down the door and shoot David's dog, Prince. Jesus. Yeah. Instead of risking that, David's coworkers called the superintendent of the building to open the door. Okay. Because they were like, you can't shoot Prince. <laughs> Prince is in the in the miniseries. And like the second they showed Prince, I texted my friend Destiny and I was like, what happens to the dog? <laughs> I will stop watching if anything happens to this what dog. What kind of dog was it? It was a, like a Labradoodle. It was like a big, bigger, fluffy dog. Oh, okay. And I was like, what happens to the dog? And she was like, the dog's fine. I was like, okay. I was like, because I'll stop. I'll stop watching right now. Like, I don't need to know what happens. So 
she they discovered like when they opened the door, they discovered the door. The apartment was completely empty except for Jeff's body that was wrapped up, wrapped up in a rug. Yeah. On Wednesday morning. Authorities were able to identify the body as Jeff's thanks to a tattoo on his left leg. Immediately, they suspected David because he was missing and it was his apartment. Yeah. I mean, you know. Oh, actually, I pulled a quote on that quote. It's his apartment. There's no body or there's a body in there and there's no way to pin it on Kunanen, as opposed to Madsen, Minneapolis Police Sergeant Robert Titich told Vanity Fair. On Monday, April 28th, the day after Jeff's murder, the New York Times reported that David's neighbors saw him and Kunanen walking David's dog, Prince. No. Between Tuesday and Friday after Jeff's death, someone reported seeing David's red Jeep Cherokee driving north on Interstate 35, according to Vanity Fair. But the witness didn't see the driver's face. Aside from that, no one knows what Kunanen and David did between Jeff's death and David's murder or what exactly Kunanen did after killing David. Yeah. What we do know is that the red Jeep was parked in at a Chicago parking garage from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Wednesday, April 30th, one day after Jeff's body was discovered. And three days before David's body, body was discovered, 450 miles away from the car. Wow. It's unclear whether David and Kunanen were to go together in Chicago on Wednesday or if Kunanen killed David and left his body on the shore of Rush Lake before he arrived in Chicago. But the second option obviously seems most likely. So, again, this was the 30th, right? Yeah. But the official time of death is sometime on May 2nd. Okay. So... That's 450 miles away. Like, you really think he drove back 450 miles away and killed him three days later? (laughs) No. So Maureen Orth lays out evidence in her book, Vulgar Favors, that suggests he died way earlier than, like, you know, he died, like, the 29th. Okay. So David's family told the New York Times that they believe that he walked in on the murder and Kunanen took him uh, as a hostage at that point for witnessing Jeff's death. Fishermen found David's bodies riddled, riddled with 40 caliber bullets on Saturday, May 3rd in the morning. Hmm. He had been shot three times with a gun owned by Jeff Trail. Once in the face, head, and back. Hmm. Yeah. On Sunday, May 4th, 72-year-old Lee Miglin was murdered in the garage behind his Chicago home while his wife, Marilyn, was away on business. Lee Miglin was a self-made real estate tycoon and philanthropist. And authorities didn't immediately link Kunanen to the killing. Yeah. Lee was found in the garage with several shallow stab wounds, his throat slit by a hacksaw, and his feet bound. His head was also wrapped... I don't know how to make this go. I accidentally just brought up my thing. I don't know how to make that go away. So anyway. That's not hard. If you just give me the thing. <coughs> Sorry, guys. <coughs> Sorry, guys. The tornado just hit. No, I'm just kidding. 
All right, I lied. And there's normally a little. Oh, I'm so sorry. I uh, I accidentally brought up my edit thing and I can't make it go away. <laughs> okay, I figured it out. So. You should really do this on an iPad. Yeah, I left my iPad in the other room, so I'm using my phone. Mm. So, yeah, he had several, basically everything like that he, was in. He the, became like a brutal murderer out of nowhere. It seems. Was it out of nowhere? Yeah. He witnessed his mom. His dad was abusive. He pushed his mom and dislocated her shoulder. Yeah, but that's still not murder. To then go to like hacks on people's throats. That's, oh, yeah, that is a little rough. But I yeah. mean, he beat the shit out of a dude with a... With a claw hammer. That, again, that's not the same as pushing somebody really hard. That's real rough. <laughs> so, but then, so he, he stabs this guy a bunch of times. He slits his throat with a hacksaw. He binds his feet and he wraps his head with tape. And then he tortures him with a screwdriver. But if he's into torture porn, is it that different? <laughs> he just took it too far. <laughs> so... Even more mysterious than the murder scene is the condition of the Miglins' home. Listen to this. So Marilyn gets home, and according to Maureen Orth, she's that writer of that book. Yeah. The murderer slept in the Miglins' bed, mm. had a ham sandwich <laughs> in the library, <laughs> shaved in the bathroom, bathed in the bathtub, didn't wow. clean up any evidence, and then... Went through the closet, took a bunch of the victim's suits, helped himself to $10,000, and Brunswick City Schools is calling me, and he didn't have, Lee didn't have any defensive wounds at all, and there were no signs of forced entry, so it was all suggesting that Lee must have known his killer. Right. So the aftermath, in the aftermath of the murders, reporters and authorities were trying to find a link between Lee Meglin and Kunanen. Now, Lee had been happily married for almost 40 years. It was 38 years. And Kunanen had a history of being a kept boy by wealthy older boyfriends. So he was also rumored to be, have worked as an escort. So it was rumored that Lee was one of the men that Kunanen would rendezvous with during his sugar daddy circuit. Right. Despite Lee's wife and their son Duke denying any kind of connection between those people kept indicating that they knew of their sexual and romantic involvement, according to ABC seven Chicago. Yeah. But ultimately police ruled that Lee's murder was a crime of opportunity. Yeah. It was after this murder that Kunanen became the 449th person on the FBI's most wanted list. Hmm. So he swapped out David's Jeep for Lee's Lexus. And then Kunanen headed to New Jersey, where he fatally shot his fourth victim, which seemed to have been chosen at random. It was 45-year-old William Reese. And his body was found near the stolen Lexus on May 9th. It was parked outside the New Jersey cemetery where William worked. By then, Kunanen was on his way to Miami Beach behind the wheel of William's red pickup truck. And then he didn't kill again for two months. 
Bonanen was featured on America's Most Wanted. <coughs> and he had evaded capture, even though he was using his own name at Pawn Stars and he, or Pawn Stars. What? He shows up on Pawn Stars. Pawn Stars. And he was making appearances in the social scene like he was out and about. Right. Those familiar with the case believe that Cunanan went to Miami with a plan, having his sights set on killing someone whose death would cement his own name in history. Uh-huh. Johnny Versace represented everything Cunanan wanted to be, rich, famous, and adored. Versace, meanwhile, had been in Europe putting a finishing touches on his latest collection and had no clue of the manhunt going on in the U.S. I mean, why would he, right? Right. Like, I'm not, like, I don't follow manhunts right. that don't affect me. Well, we didn't know about it till. I didn't know... I didn't know about it until like recently. Yeah. He and his longtime partner had planned to spend the summer relaxing at their Miami Beach retreat and had only been in town for five days when Kunanan started stalking him. Mm. Yeah. Around 8 a.m. on July 15th, Versace slipped out of his mansion and headed down to News Cafe, which is three blocks from his home. He bought a coffee. He exchanged greetings with the manager and he scooped up issues of Vogue and the New Yorker and he headed back home. He walked up his five marble steps. He slipped his key into the lock and in his iron gate. And at that moment, Kunanen charged him from behind and shot him twice execution style. Then he just turned around and walked casually away. It's crazy. On July 22nd, 1997, Johnny Versace was laid to rest following a memorial service attended by 2,000 people, including close friends Elton John, Sting, Princess Diana, Karl Lagerfeld, Giorgio Armani, and multiple superheroes whose careers he helped launch the following days. In the superheroes. Ups- super supermodels. It's like, what? <laughs> no capes. Uh, <laughs> that was Johnny Versace. Uh, <laughs> he was like, no uh, capes. That was, that was him. That's a famous quote. <laughs> yeah. The following day in the upstairs bedroom of a Miami Beach boat. Nope. Houseboat. Kunanen shot himself in the head with the same gun he used to kill Madsen, William Reese, and Johnny Versace. It's crazy. Yeah. I can see. It's just also pointless. He's fucking crazy. So pointless. Yeah. A fucking piece of shit. Yeah. He killed, like, me, Lee Miglin. And Marilyn Miglin is actually, like, I don't know if she's still still on, but she was as of two years ago, still on the Home Shopping Network. No. She is uh, known as the makeover queen or the queen of makeovers or something like that. Yeah. And she does, like, cosmetics and perfumes and stuff. And she... um she got letters after his death. This is fact. I mean, yeah. it's on the show, too, but this is fact from like families who Lee would anonymously help. Huh. Like not anonymously. It just didn't tell her yeah. like he never made a big deal out of it. He would just like if he found out there was a family in need, he would just pay their bills. He would just take care of it like he didn't. Oh, wow. He didn't tell anyone. He was just that kind of a person. Yeah. He used his money for good all the time. He never, ever looked for any kind of. And she was like, I had no idea. She's like, I knew he was a great person, but I didn't know he was that great. That kind of thing. Did you know he was gay? There's no confirmation that he was gay. Oh, well, you made it sound like that last week. That was on the TV show. <laughs> that's how the TV show portrayed him. The TV show. And that's how, I mean, that's. You know, maybe he was, and maybe he did know him through an escort. I mean, he, most likely, right? I mean, that seems yeah. 
like the most likely. But that's again, that's not confirmed. That's alleged. Okay. And he, who cares? He was he was married back it's, before that was acceptable. Uh, well, it's just, what? And it doesn't what? mean he's gay. He could have been bi. You don't know. He could have loved his wife very, very much. And she might have been able, not able to fulfill all his needs. It doesn't matter. Calm down, bro. I'm just saying he was a good person. Yeah, it sounds like it. And he was. Well, I just, I just meant though, if. If he was cheating on his wife with a dude, that's not good. No, that's not good. That's so <laughs> cheating on your wife with anybody's not good. Right. No matter what their gender is. But yeah, it's uh it it was just and what got me so upset is that guy from MASH played. Oh, now you're looking at me like like I'm not that guy from MASH. Yeah. Hold on, I'll tell you. So when I watched the show talking about last week again alan aldo is that you're talking about no <laughs> stupid the guy who played bj honeycutt from mike farrell mike farrell mike I, farrell i don't know um anyway he played bj honeycutt on mash and he plays sam won't stop hitting my mic mm -hmm. he plays um lee miglin on the show version yeah. And you like Lee Miglin so much on the show. Yeah. That when he went to go kill Lee and I knew it was coming, I had to leave the room. <laughs> I couldn't watch the murder. <laughs> because just how mean he is to Lee. Yeah. Whenever he talks to him and how Lee just wants him to like him and he's just so kind. Yeah. Broke my heart knowing that he was going to die. And then when I researched Lee and found out what a genuinely like how much he wanted to help others. Yeah. It just upset me so much. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, why did this, why did this guy hit me so hard? And then I was like, oh, cause it's an actor from my childhood. And it was like, I was like, you can't kill BJ Honeycutt. <laughs> yeah, it was very, it was, it's really, that's a really good little, little mini series. Like I recommend watching that season. Yeah. It's real good. All right. Well, that's my that's my deep dive in the actual facts. There are a lot of facts I, available about. Yeah, I found it much more entertaining last week. I could tell. Yeah, I could tell you more. didn't give a shit this week. <laughs> Wait, I like. Yeah. So next week, kept... Maggie will be drunk because it's way more fun. <laughs> Anytime I tell true, true crime from now on, I guess I'll just be drunk to tell it. I think that's a great idea. We should have a poll. Like, should Maggie drink before doing the podcast? Let us know. <laughs> it's just so straightforward and dry when you're drunk and you're all over the place it's just it's way more fun mm. talk about the murders when you're drunk i could talk about other things though like sober right like conspiracy theories yeah like, uh, telling me you only like me when i'm drunk is really mean <laughs> that's not what i said at all that's what i heard yeah that's what you heard <laughs> that's not what i said that when you talk like about murder it's way more fun when you're drunk yeah. Period. Okay, that sounds that sounds about right. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Anyway, please go see Hellboy. No. Or ask somebody to see Hellboy. I, I I'm so upset that Hellboy is just it's it's gonna be, it's opening weekend. It's gonna be in third place this weekend on its opening weekend behind fucking Shazam of all fucking things. And so I don't even know what second place is. But fucking Shazam in its second weekend is still gonna be number one. People are going to see Shazam, which looks 
terrible. Well, part of the issue is that I didn't even know that Hillboy was out. What? Like, I knew it was... I had tickets for us to go on Thursday night at one point. Like, as soon as tickets went on sale, I had tickets for us. But we... I ended up canceling those because Steve was in town. So I, so I, instead I went with him on Friday because I knew you didn't want to go. But now you have to go because it's really good. Holy shit, I just touched my foot and it, it feels like it's so weird. It feels like a, a stuffed Like toy. a water balloon? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so gross. Like you guys, it really it's, so, it's so nasty. <laughs> like his foot is so disgusting. I don't know how. Don't but know yeah, how you're if you're thinking it. about going to see, if you want to see an like an R-rated I don't. Uh, action horror movie. I don't. The fantasy. I don't see any of those things. That's just fun. Mm-mm. Moves fast. I don't like I mean, fun. it's not a perfect movie by any means. And I do have uh, issues with it here and there. One, one of the issues I actually have is the fact that it's actually, that they almost try to stuff in too much stuff from the comic book. It's, uh, and it doesn't really get much time to breathe because of that. But it's it's definitely not the worst thing you could say about a movie. It's just enjoyable. It's just a it's a fun movie from start. There's, I like all the characters, the writing solid. Um, there's nothing emotional in it. You're not going to be emotionally attached to anyone, Maggie. So you don't have to worry about that. I know that's something you look for. Oh God, Game of Thrones tonight. <gasps> oh my God, where my clonopin? <laughs> so anyway, oh, Hellboy, so Hellboy, anxious. Hellboy. Please go see Hellboy. Save that we won't get a sequel to this awesome movie, and it's I'm blaming. DC and Shazam for this. Uh, you can't just blame DC for everything. I do what I want. And I don't blame them for everything. But they're putting out shit movies and then people are going to see them instead of Hellboy. You haven't seen Shazam. I don't think I need... I I thought of, I almost saw it the same day I saw Hellboy. And I I still do want... I want to see it, but not bad enough to actually watch it. So I'll probably... That'll be something I'll watch on video. But I'll be, I think I'll be able to get through it, though, unlike Aquaman. I don't think it's going to be that bad. Hey, I have a thought. What's your thought? I think this side of the couch sucks. It does suck. This is why I have so I feel is like I have so much more room over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, way better. Sean's always told me how much he hates this couch and he wants a new couch, but I think it's just you sit on the wrong side of the couch. I normally sit in the middle and this couch does suck. Yeah, I'm getting a backache from sitting over here. Yeah, it's bad. All right, let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Go see Hellboy. No, don't do that. Yeah. That's that's it. You're supposed to say goodbye oh. <laughs> I'm supposed to disagree with me i'm trying to All sign right. off here oh boy hopefully you get to hear this and a tornado doesn't sweep us away to oz nah, there's no tornado no, i don't even hear it. rain so. i mean actually all right bye oh boy no nope.